Welcome to Queer State of Mind, y'all. I am back running the show, so you know there's going to be some shit. We have a full cast today. All the girls are here and our OG Barbara Walters. So stay tuned. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Yes, y'all. Hey, hey, girls, how y'all doing? Hello. How's everybody doing hey today? You. Hi. Hi. I mean, Hi. It's, it's, it's a day. So, so, <laughs> it's a day, honey. We have we have a full house today. We have, of course, the OG herself, Miss Ori. Uh, we have uh, Duran. We have uh, Miss Micah. And we also have the fabulous Sam. Uh, Rebecca is somewhat trying she will join us next week you know, <laughs> you know so but welcome you to cut out where you mind so how's everybody's week i'm sorry you cut out a little bit when you were throwing your shade towards rebecca oh yeah. that's probably see that she's she's demonic like that girl yeah, i mean god <laughs> don't want it let it go exactly but you know my ass will do it one more time i said she was somewhere doing something <laughs> <laughs> um to answer your question i'm doing i'm doing quite all right you know you know at home chilling this week so that's don't have good. any complaints over very here fancy right uh, uh you're up Ori how uh, is um Columbus going it's very hot in Columbus Ooh. Ooh, bitch that Aretha hat okay <gasps> y'all Let every man every, y'all. every person yeah. sing lift every voice and motherfucking see <laughs> bitch not sing wow. it's cute uh Miss Sam how's everything going I you know happy to be alive and I'll just take that <laughs> oh there it is oh, and Last but not least, honey, Mr. Micah, how are you doing? You know, um, Mercury Retrograde is real, and I am uh, feeling hardcore right now. So, yeah, I'm just glad that uh, it's, um, it's the weekend, you know? Uh, yes, that's very, very true. So, oh, y'all, we are so on this show today. Uh, we're celebrating a lot of things, but the show is called Black Theater today, and we're going to celebrate Black musical theater artists, people who have made a big impact in the theater scenes. And thanks to our co-host, Sam, who suggested, because since Hamilton uh, came out on Disney+, Plus, uh, we're going to begin today. My feature track is from um, a show by Fats Waller. Uh, with music by Fice Wallace, I should say, called In Misbehaving. I've sung several numbers from this. But we have a handful of keys uh, with the Pointer Sisters, because they did the national tour. Uh, and then we have Mean to Me by Nell Carter. So you're listening to Quested of Mine, pre-recorded on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you. 
like to tinkle on an old piano. I like to play it in a subtle manner. I get a lot of pleasure with those Spanish keys underneath my fingertips. I like to sing a little tune that's mellow. I like to vocalize enough that's swallow. I like to have a simple melody just trickling off of my lips. I have a little keys and a song to sing. How could you ask for more than tinkling the ivory? Sing and jab and repeat what I've said before. What you say? I like to tinkle on an old piano. Uh-huh. I like playing in a subtle manner. And I'll always be the top banana with a handful of keys. When my left hand thumps out bass notes, I'm halfway to play in that stride piano. Then right there in between those bass notes, I play chords for that stride piano sound. There yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, that no, stride yeah, piano. Yeah, 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 no, 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 I'm yeah, a whiz yeah, at no, stride yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah, no, no, stride yeah, piano.
y'all what you guys think of that that was really nice that was really nice i mean and i was listening to nell carter I, I obviously like the first thing i thought of was give me a break you know that tv show she was on and like the theme song she sang i was like ah miss her great so here's a little bit of original trivia for you guys nell carter is actually the original effie in dream girls mm. a lot of people don't know that Yes, Nell Carter was the original Effie in Dreamgirls. She left the Broadway show during the previews because she got Give Me a Break. So she got TV, she left. And so they had to quickly find somebody to replace her. And Patti LaBelle suggested a young girl named Jennifer Holliday that was single with her in your arms to short the box of God in the musical. So that's a little bit of musical history. Really? Because if Jennifer... So wait, she if got Nell a Carter break on not, Give Me a Break? She got a she got a TV break on giving the break, and Jennifer Holiday took over for her. Wow! Wow! On uh, and got her own girls, wow. yeah, and got well, her own well, break. Wow! Well, if you want to because see more, of Pat LaBelle, because Pat LaBelle was like, "Oh, you should get the ass Pat LaBelle to play mm-hmm. Effie," but Pat was like, "No, you should get this girl that I sing with in the show called Your Arms to Show the Box with Gods. She's really great." So for it for was, like you know passing the torch and not you know doing it was literally things. black women black women taking care of each other in that mm-hmm. sense and Everything. of course you know Nell Carter is a great musical theater legend so it's Miss Jennifer Holiday who's a, who actually has only done three musicals in her whole career we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later Good. and um, yeah and that was both from and the first one was uh, Point of Sisters June Anita and uh, um, oh what's the name uh, Bonnie. Um, doing handful of keys, so there that was, was the first one doing that, and they were both by Fats Waller, who was the main composer for Billie Holiday and all these people around that mm. time. So they did all that good stuff back in the day for everyone. So yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. Well, let's get to some more serious shit. I'm gonna turn this over to uh, Mother of Marisa and Mother of Micah uh, to run. Uh, what I like to call, um, somebody got a last win, honey. Come on, Miss Ori. <laughs> your wind, honey. The wind beneath your wings, bitch. Happy it's win. Here. Yes. Yes. Also, um, before we move on too much, I just want to do a quick look at my fingers. Did you know that in the original, when it was still being workshop, that in the original, he was supposed to die at the end of Act One? 
Yes. Yes. Jennifer Jennifer Holiday said that that was not going to happen. So she really worked for that. Uh, but what I want to do is start this next segment, and I want Micah and or to lead it about the su- Supreme Court decisions. Yes. So if one of you can start that. Someone got a good wind on this. You hear that wind? Is that me? Yeah, I don't know who that is. It ain't me. Oh, oh, it has really been an interesting time yeah, in the yeah, Supreme Court. Upstairs, finally. Hold on, I'm going to turn that on. Oh, oh wow. Well, Sam, really? that's you. Your, Sam, your fan is nasty, girl. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's so, like Go ahead, Lori. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's been an interesting couple of weeks in Supreme Court decisions because we've seen yes. decisions kind of fall on you know, I don't want to say both sides of the aisle, but there were some wins for, you know, more conservative voices and there were some wins for liberal voices uh, over the last yes. couple of weeks. Um and I think there were some hedged decisions as well. I don't know what you what was the one that stuck out most to you, Micah? Um, I mean, I think one about, I think it's really not been like one in particular, but I think it's been interesting to see how, like in these like last, these last couple of decisions, like how like the Trump appointees have like, like won or both of them in almost all cases has like sided with the liberal side of the, um, with the, um, like with that side of the, of the, uh, the court. I mean, especially with this last one uh, over his taxes, it was a seven to two vote. The only ones who didn't vote for it were um, Alito and um, what's his name? The Black- Kavanaugh. No, oh, no. Clarence Thomas. Yeah, Clarence Thomas. Like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch were both with the liberal, uh, and um, yeah, they were with the liberal Ooh, side. So. That's some shade, girl. Ooh. Yeah. So, I think the oh. one there was it, the one that came where the court decided that. They gave basically broad-based exemptions to religious organizations in mm-hmm. their yes. hiring and decision-making, um, right. meaning that um, people, you can be, you know, fired for being LGBT or not following whatever religious doctrine. Um, now, I'm curious, and I'm not a legal scholar, I don't know how that plays in municipalities where there are such ordinances, um, but, you know, a lot of times there's often religious exemptions in those anyway. Um, so, you know, that's an, that's a, that's a ruling for the court in, in comparison to their ruling earlier in the month where they did protect, um, LGBTQ employment, um, Mm -hmm. as a part of, of employer non-discrimination. Um, so, you know, decisions, different decisions, uh, kind of in the same vein. It's very interesting because But another group lost. But the thing that's funny is a lot of those people who, there's a lot of, clearly the L in LGBT is part of the group that lost also. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all the T, you know, depending on how you look at it or, uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, it's great. But goddamn, I mean, like, it's one of the things where, like, I don't want to push this for, and Sam, I'm going to really need your opinion here. It's like, yeah, I'm glad the gays won, but I don't know if the gay men won and the women the lost women. because, in, in, in a way, it's like women lost, <laughs> you know, with the whole concept. It's just like, okay, yeah, I'll, well, I I'll don't, just want to celebrate that. Think that's, um, I don't necessarily think that's an unrealistic or an inaccurate perception. You know, yeah, it's just like, did. yeah. 
make a change or definitely did, you know, did have an impact differently on the line. Right. There's a lot of our lesbian sisters that work in, in churches and stuff. Right. And, uh, and how does that fare for them? Right. Well, also, too, it's like this idea that, like, birth control is still, like, like something that they can say, oh, no, we're, we're exempt from it. But, like, Viagra, Viagra is still okay. Yeah, the fact that it can be... Really? Like, so Viagra's okay. Yeah, so limp, you know, so I, I saw this tweet earlier where someone was like, if it's God's will to, like, have, you know, to, to not, not, like, let people have contraception, then it's also God's will to let people have limp dick, you know? Like, like that's what it is. Like, it shouldn't, like, 100%. Why? Mm. I think it's also interesting. Nah, I still keep my... I feel it's also interesting, too, because it's like, I wonder how much, like, in the Venn diagram of life, like, how many of those folks who also want these religious exemptions are also the same people who don't want to wear masks, you know? Um, so it's just, like, interesting. Come it's, like, on, Chris, like, Sam. Body, my or your body, my choice, you know? Um, I think that's right. really, it's going to be interesting. Ooh, love that green on you. Sam was looking for, like, a Cree for a minute, if you of a comic book person you get that but yeah. um so sam what do you you as the only cis female here think about this whole decision because this affects you more than it affects me and, and any one of us here you know i know you don't work for a religious organization but if you were to try to pretty much it affects you more than it affects any of us so what do you think about it She's trying to find her mic. Can someone unmute her? Uh oh. She's got to get her little unmute going here. Yeah. Oh, there she is. <laughs> All right, there you go. It's fine. So we just want to know what you think about this. Real quick, like this, this with particular states, or is this across the board? Across the board, mm-hmm. federal. Across the board. But they're gonna. People are gonna appeal this, right? Like. I think they have to. I hope so. I yeah. really hope so, because it's ridiculous. I just don't see something like this, you know, standing in the society that exists today. Even the people who um, or support this ruling, like we all know behind closed doors, like they rely on on these on these what um, on like birth control and and all these type of services that are um, available to women should they choose not to pursue um, pregnancies. So. I don't know. I will. I will, I was gonna hold off on just to even having a thought on it because the way I see it is. I don't think this is going to be something that's going to stand. We're too far into a society that's been accustomed to having that type of liberty. Right, right. Because a and lot of times, oh, go ahead, Mike, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I know that point too. I mean, I, I think we're moving more and more, like, you know, I think, I think we may have before we get universal healthcare, but we are moving more towards that model. And at some point, that's just, it's, just, it's not going to matter anymore. You know? Because people are going to be like, no, this should not be tied to my employee status. Like, my healthcare should not be tied to that. And I think we're right, probably going right. to see more, more of a break of that. Especially in the, you know, if things go well for in the fall, I think there will be definitely see a, a movement in that, hopefully. Um, but I know it's coming. It's just like, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Sam. I think that's it's not. It's there's no way this is gonna stand. Like it's gonna be challenged. And there's gonna be changes. Like people are gonna like there'll be another Supreme Court challenge. Like in probably once you know we get a new president and stuff. Like I get like I can't imagine that they will try to do this again and try to like break it. Yeah. And I mean, also contraception. Uh, contraception. I mean, mm-hmm. contraception <laughs> um, is used for way more than trying to avoid having babies. And I actually had to learn that as a person. And I learned that, like, oh my god. So this is actually really used to really try to help a lot of the time young girls, like who 
can take some of the things that come, you know, with a woman's body coming in, especially now that women are getting more mature at 11. You know, before it was like 13, 14, everything starts to happen. Now what's happening at 10 year old, 10 year, you know, when you're 10 years old and they can't take that, you know, sometimes this is, oh, so, so to me, I'm just like, really? Like, I mean, that's there, not a thing that's covered? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, again, I, please, yeah, I mean, there's, there's more to birth control than just preventing births, right? Like, yes. Oh, you're, you're muted again, Sam. The services that uh, women rely on, you know, like just to get just normal reproductive health. Yeah. And so um, it's not just about, like, you know, abortions. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't realize that. Yeah. And also, a lot of women get their mammograms at these centers and places like that when, you know, especially in our community and like the different black communities of this country, um, you know, for a long time, like breast cancer was detected much later mm-hmm. um, in its progression because of the lack of access to proper, um, you know, medical health care. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's very interesting. I, I just did not, I did not like that decision. But you know what? Yeah. Like you said, you're waiting to see what happens, you know, as things go along in mm-hmm. that sense. So, um, so the next thing is there's more decisions to be made. Clearly, they just made a Trump one. I did this yesterday, but there's a couple yeah. of other things to, they have to make decisions on. So, Micah, I don't know if you have the article pulled up. Um, yeah. Um, which because one? I want to oh, just talk oh, oh, a actually, little bit more. There's a, uh, a big one that just was that they don't talk, they haven't talked about much in the news, but I think it's important to call out. It's okay. Our indigenous brothers and sisters, um, they ruled. Oh, wow. The Supreme Court ruled that um, that this like that like Eastern Oklahoma more or less is like like they they have to adhere to the treaties that were set in place back from like the 1840s or whatever. Because mm. um, basically there was, there's these cases where um, Oklahoma police, uh, Oklahoma's, the Oklahoma justice system was infringing on the, um, on the local um, indigenous, like tri- like the nations, their, their um, judicial systems. So like they were arresting, like, I mean, like basically the tribes would have their own laws, but like the state was infringing on them. So this has like huge implications because like basically the Supreme Court said like we have to adhere to these treaties, and like this whole big swath of land is, is is native land. So therefore, you know they're supposed to do that thing. So it could mean like big implications for others for like other um, indigenous um, uh, reservations as well because it's like you can't cross onto our land. Um, so that's like really huge. And it hasn't really been reported much, but it's like a big. That's a really big thing because like it's like part. It's like I think part of Tulsa is part of the reservation. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's interesting how these uh, old laws only work for white people when they want to work for them. You need a Supreme Court case to tell you to honor a contract. Like that's already written into like just the natural laws of business, like you know the laws of doing business in this country. Right, right. What it is. right. A treaty is basically that's what it is. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is honor it. Right, and basically this like yeah, the Supreme Court's like yeah, we should honor it. It's <laughs> like. No, but we do this like I mean by we I mean like the United States government has done this like a lot throughout with other um, indigenous nations mm-hmm. uh, know, here and in like with other countries like we we and even with Cuba like with Guantanamo like we haven't been paying rent in Guantanamo for years. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. we're old mad money in back rent. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that's a, a double entendre, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, wow. God. Duran, you haven't said anything, so what do you think about 
I, I, mean, I want to get your opinion on this, of course. What um, do you think? What I think about, like, what Micah just said? You know, what you think about the whole thing about the Supreme Court when it comes to the contraception, all of that? I mean, I'm going to get everybody's opinion on this. Even though, in a way, we think our opinion doesn't matter, but clearly, since the men are making the decision, I guess our opinion matters in a weird yeah, world that it I should mean, not like, matter. What else can I say? Like, in both cases, actually, like, what um, we were talking about earlier and what Micah just said, it sucks, basically. And it doesn't, like, these, these laws do not <laughs> work in favor of the people. Ever. No. Ever. So. I mean, all right. Well, let's go back. Let's go to something back. I'll go forward to something a little bit more happy, I guess, for at least the um, the, the, the GNB. Oh, did we um, lose Ori? No, I'm here. I just had to read up on that Supreme Court case, the Oklahoma case, because that's a that's a deep decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And yeah. I actually wasn't familiar with it. So me neither. Um, the apparently yeah. the case is be, the case is about criminal law and who has jurisdiction over criminal law when a uh, person accused of a crime it commits the crime on a territory in Indian country, essentially. That's, that's intense, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and the court upheld the right of that, that, that Indian nation um, to, I guess, hear those crimes or gives that gives the government. I, I don't know if it's the federal government, meaning the U.S. government, or the federal government, meaning the, na- the Creek Nation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I guess the court holds the government to its word, meaning that the, the court establishes the federal contracts, the treaties that existed between the U.S. government and the Creek Nation, which means mm. that they have sovereignty over okay. things that, that occur with Indian, the people of the Indian nation on Indian land. That's, that's what okay. the case says, essentially, which is, is interesting. To, to you know, Sam's point earlier, it's like, obviously, it's a contract. But as we know, as we know, those contracts, you know, they got a lot of clauses and people just forget things mm-hmm. and, you know, people just don't pay attention. Um, so this is big, you know, in, in, in kind of saying um, that these things need to be honored, you know, as they were designed, which is a really a lot of places and a lot of places around the country, Indian land is being encroached upon or right. land that has been allocated for reservation land. Um, you know, the, the kind of lines have been blurred um, because of, of kind of infringement from local governments and state governments. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting thing sense. with coronavirus. Um, so because, yeah. I want to jump over to the decision with the Supreme Court and the LGBT um, calls, mm-hmm. which I think I just want to talk about something a little bit more happy in mm-hmm. that sense. So um, we kind of had a win, I guess, saying that they cannot fire us because we're gay or uh, LGBT in presenting. You know, mm-hmm. now, our, like you said, our sisters can have no birth control <laughs> or anything, but they can't fire them because of that. So, I mean, I'm really happy about this decision because I think that, you know, especially, I say this, especially for our trans brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. um, because gay men and gay women have been ridiculed in the workplace for years and years and years and years. But ridicule is different from being like banished and really treated like dirt. So it's just for me, I just hopefully this leads to better uh, treatment of uh, our trans brothers and sisters in the workplace. I hope. I mean, I think I really do hope. But, oh, go ahead. You know, 
you know, what do you guys think? Okay, I was just gonna say, I, I think it's good to have like a law like this on the books because it speaks to like, you know, elevation in society where our thinking is, on, you know, on gay rights. However, what, when they fire you over like who you are, they often, especially if you're in the North and you're a black person, you understand how racism is like this. It's more underhanded. They're not gonna flat out say to you that you were fired because you're gay. So, I mean, it's nice right. to put it on the books, but um, we gotta think about more like cultural changes that will like prevent that from happening because, um, the law being on the books is not going to really stop gay people from being fired because they're gay. You're just going to keep it to themselves now instead of like telling it to your face. Oh, gotcha. Because they can be like, oh, you know, you did that uh, that yeah. report wrong. We told uh-huh. you on one time. They'll get bad evals for the, and you start get reprimanded for small little things that don't make sense. They'll start to build mm-hmm. a case against you and then fire. Mm-hmm. Even yep. though it's not really justified and it's often hard to fight, you know, getting fired at work. Like very few people succeed at that. Yeah. Really. So um, that's what they'll do instead. And I mean, they'll do things like you know they'll pull up like, well, you didn't respond to your emails fast enough. But it's like an email. You have to prove a couple of things. You have to prove the intent of the person. You have to prove that you that there's been some sort of remediation mm-hmm. um, and some sort of of pattern of of behavior um, in cases of discrimination. And right. you know, especially with LGBT folks, I think it's a little bit different because you know it. it is discrimination like somebody saying that you can't hang up a picture of your same-sex partner or is it a, is right. it you know even making a decision you know whether or not to promote somebody um because typically somebody's held that role and they've had a family um you know a traditional more traditional family so to speak it happens as it was said in very nuanced ways mm-hmm. um somebody you know in covering this story i think somebody said that you you can't legislate hearts and minds, which you know is true. Oh yeah. Um, but you can, you know, this does say something um, that people will think closely about it, or at least they'll be a little bit more covert um, and understand that you know there can be remediation. Um, but it is very difficult to win these cases. Um, they happen all the time. Companies are you know sued and. and really the ones that are successful are the ones that there's been an extensive pattern of behavior over time or something that was so egregious um, that, you know, it, it, it becomes um, <clears throat> obvious. And, you know, we're talking about civil penalties, essentially. We're, I don't, right. we're not talking about criminal penalties. You know, you have a civil remediation. You can go through the Equal Opportunity Commission um, to file complaints uh, under the law. Um, and you can, you know, if they, uh, if they approve you, essentially, if they say you have a claim, then you can sue. Um, so there's a, there's a process uh, that has to occur. Yeah. So speaking of egregious, thank you, Ora Givens. Let's get no to the point of um, um, Kinte East um, is um, saying that he wants to run for president. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Kanye West. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, I get it now. I get it. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you like that, Kinta Eastman? Come on now. Like, you like that, Kinta Eastman? East. <laughs> Con- we got to talk about him. He wants to Is run for president. I don't think there's much to say, y'all. To be honest. he is he, on the agenda, but let me just say this: I want my sister, Miss Deron Dalton to talk about it because you know she is actually, honestly the girl who is getting paid to be a pop queen not just got you know got her own title because she knows shit but she 
but not getting no money. Deron's actually paid to do this stuff. So, girl, you know what right. do you think of this, girl? Mm-hmm. No, girl, it's not shade. Literally, you can. I mean, it's, this, it's, it's, um, obviously, obviously, you know, like, I, like, you know, my sabbatical, but, um, I saw, I saw this, and it's, it's honestly, it's a mess. It's just like, why is this necessary? I mean, what is the, what is the, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not shocked that, you know, he's trying to do this. So, I mean, this is very kind. Well, I think his, his fans encourage him because my thing is, first of all, Kanye has been canceling my book for a long time. I yeah. like one thing Kanye has done recently, and that was that video he did with Tiana Taylor. Fate, yeah. For, uh, um, um, uh, Fade, 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 yeah, honey, fade yeah. that, you know, I love you. You know, Tiana, I can't cancel Tiana Taylor, you she, like, she looks like oh, great. She looks, I think she's perfect. Oh, there it is. Bitch! Put that I can't cancel you if you're not booked. Micah, write that down. Write that down. I can't cancel you if you're not booked, bitch. No. <laughs> uh, I think we have to call the episode this. <laughs> wow. That's how I feel about that. Oh, that's what it's called, <laughs> Black Theater, bitch. Because it's Black Theater. Because it's, you know, it's grand. And it's wrong. See what I mean? Black Theater, bitch. And Kanye is Black Theater. I'll give her that, honey. She is Black I Theater. Mean, don't get but, me wrong. Like, I hope that. I, first of all, I don't give any credence. To, I mean, a, a lot of people say they run for president. You know, yeah. so I, I don't give it. You can't. First of all, we're so far in the process, you can't register for primaries in a lot of states. Primaries have already happened in most places. Yeah. We're at the point of convention. So it's really too little, too late for 2020 anyway. Right. Um, but okay, you know, put forth some policy agenda for 2024. Show us what you can do. Put some money, put some causes, do something. See, let, uh, hey, we already had, I mean, I, I don't know. At this point, you know, I evaluate anybody. Just make a case. Right. Ooh. Yes. There it is. So, y'all, like, I, I, I recently saw a story that said that Kanye West has been going off his meds. And, uh, yeah, he's having, like, you know, a bipolar type of uh, episode. So, that's why I'm like, I don't know if this has anything to do with this. So, I'm just going to leave this one over here. Um, mm, also, I didn't I know that. And yeah. paperwork that showed that he filed anything, like, to run for president so, so i was like is this even a t- uh, an issue oh, yeah. yeah right gotcha. it's like fluff into the air you know what i mean the right. proof is in the paperwork it's you right. know exactly like also That's like, he, like he missed the, he's missed the deadline for like what like at least like 12 or 13 states to even be on the ballot so it's like yeah like you like it's like a, it's like i think the total is like a uh, 100 electoral college votes <laughs> so it's like he's already missed that so it's like clearly he's not serious well, hopefully, you know, if there's something going on there, hopefully he gets, you know, he has the support and help that he needs. Um, but I don't want to necessarily say that it's, you know, he has a he has a long history of saying all kinds of things. So yeah. and, and we don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I think, also been yeah. a long history of, of, you know, issues with, with um, mental health as we all have had over our lives. So I wish him well. Well, I don't know if I want to. I wish him well, too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would not. So we're going to go to our first music break um, in our Black uh, Theater. Uh, that's how you say theater. Um, category here. And I've, the, I've chosen the male musical theater stars, Black male musical theater stars. Um, and it was so funny because when I was picking the music and listening to the first track I picked for the half, I'm like, this is so, if you guys have never seen Ragtime the musical, even more than Hamilton, it's so relevant to this time. Um, because Make Them Hear You is about a man who wife was killed 
and the police police refused to do stuff, so he just started to burn shit down to make sure black voices were here heard. So, literally, the character of Cole House, he burned. He was just burning down shit. He's like there were riots, and he was burning down shit to make sure his voice was heard as a black man during the ragtime era. So that's part of this uh, one of the songs I picked. Make them hear you from Ragtime by Brian Smith Mitchell. I picked uh, Don't Take Much from The Life by Chuck Cooper, which is about a pimp and telling you how to turn a girl into a hoe. It's a prolific song. One of my greatest duets. Uh, you Should Be Loved about a black man that loves a white woman who don't love him back. Oh, girl, I did a hoe. <laughs> a hoe. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He was in love with a white bitch that was attached to another bitch because she was Siamese twins. And she still didn't want to fuck him because he was black. So... <laughs> And by Norm Lewis, another star. And then I'm going to end with Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George featuring Miss Billy Porter, one of the greatest singers. And this is from Sondheim's uh, musical Sunday in the Park with George. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind pre-recorded on Radio Free Brooklyn. Go out and tell our story let it echo far and wide make them hear you make them hear you how justice was our battle and how justice was denied make them hear you make them hear you and say to those who blame us for the way we chose to fight that sometimes there are battles which are more than black or white. And I could not put down my sword when justice was my right. Make them hear you. Make them hear you. My path may lead to heaven or hell, and God will say what's best. But one thing he will never say is that I went quietly to my rest. Go out and tell our story to your daughters and your sons. Make them hear you. Make them hear We were not the only ones Make them hear you Make them hear you Proclaim it from your pulpit In your classroom with your pen Teach every child to raise his voice And then my brothers then Will justice be demanded by ten
Don't take much to turn a girl into a woman Not with all of the experience I've had Don't take much to turn a girl into a woman And it don't take much to turn a woman back Don't take much to turn a no into a maybe Not with all the charm and cunning I possess Don't take much to turn a no into a maybe Promise her a piece of heaven And she'll follow you to hell Ain't no trick to turn a hick into a hooker not with all the hocus pocus that I know Ain't no trick to turn a hick into a hooker Ain't no thing that I ain't done before All you gotta do is give her a smile Love her to buy her a beer All you gotta do is look in her eyes Lies in her ears. I'm gonna cover you with gold, baby. I'm gonna keep you from the cold, baby. We're gonna have a lot of fun, baby. You're gonna be the only one, baby. Turn a girl into a woman Don't take much to set the devil in her free All it takes is a cold-blooded, sweet-talking, jive-ass Motherfucking son of a bitch like me You should be loved by someone who knows you Wants you to blossom always is true You should be cherished like the first sign of springtime, you should be loved. You should be loved 
with constant devotion, heart pounding passion flooding you through. You should be treasured like a ruby or a diamond. You should be loved in the way I love you. the tears and the waves and the tide the dam had to burst and the currents collide with a flood of emotion I can no longer hide we should be close as stars are to heaven shoreline to ocean birds to the blue we should be coupled with a lifetime connection We should be joined Like we're one and not two Yes, you should be loved In the way I love you Sweet, Of course we love each other Like a brother and sister A mother and child Not in a way that is wild Like Haven't you heard what I'm saying? I am in love with you. Oh, Jake. Oh, no. I never thought, never felt what I felt. I never knew. Well, now you do. You know me better than anyone except Daisy. You've always been more than a friend. To see Paris or Rome All that I want is a husband and home I could be both The world won't let you I don't care about them Only you With love we can rise above The whispers and shares We could challenge the powers of fate
complexion Why can't you see past mine? Why do you care what people might say? Why try to fit into their design? If I had told you your love is a lie Would you have kissed it goodbye? One of these days you will look back in shame After you learn that a spark's not a flame You will regret how you pushed love aside When you're married to nothing When your misery
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Um, so what do you guys think of that? This that was, was a great music minute. break. Yeah, yeah, that's the minute of really musical theater um, break right there. I was expecting to go to church, so thank mm. you. So right. for the oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to praise and worship. <laughs> okay. Oh, I bet you did. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the song that was a duet was that a duet with the uh, with a black actress? Uh, no, that was for white actress. So that's the thing okay. that's so fucked up a side show. So oh, that's right. You did say that. About, you did. No, but the whole premise of sideshow is the fact that they're actually sideshow. So this was Siamese twins, and the oh, black wow. man they have played an animal man. So mm-hmm. he was going to play an animal. So he was so brainwashed mm-hmm. that he was he was in love with one of the white girls that was a Siamese twins, and that's why. But she liked him, but she didn't want to be him because he was black. And there's a line that's on that he says, "If I can see past your affliction, why can't you see past mine?" Because mm. he thought being his being dark and African man, he had a, he was afflicted. No, girl, that whole scene with you should be loved. Always got you together. Always gets you together. So, but I picked those four songs. I think as there were four different representation of black right. men in musical theater. And honestly, I will say this much. The black men in musical theater always get to play some really good, solid parts. Co-house is different from uh, um, from the, the the pimp, who literally is pimping out these women. So I just I want to shout out brothers because a lot of times in the arts the women get more glory because the glamorousness, but the, the boys don't. But I wanted to start out with them, and this was just four great numbers I thought, and Billy Porter, of course. This was like almost 20 years ago Billy Porter uh, did this um, record. And it's, as you can hear, honey, he got the choir together and they sang their fucking ass off. You know, mm-hmm. so, yes. you know, we just, we just sometimes forget about our people in the other arts besides, you know, the rappers and basketball players. But there are really people of color out here pushing. Oh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, I want to I, I wanna challenge that. Yeah, yeah. So there is I mean, musical in the opera, popular musical theater. Yes. yes. I will, That's what I, I mean by that. that. I think there are little black boys and girls that love some of these people that are in musical oh, theater. Oh, I'm um, one of them. I think we now have more access to it. You have to understand that we didn't have access to these things for a long that's, time. That's completely You can turn fair. on the radio and you can hear a rapper. You can't necessarily turn on the radio and hear a play anymore or a Broadway show. They no, made right. the arts inaccessible to a lot of people. So now with the internet, with more wide distribution, um, you know, they just put Hamilton out on, on like, you know, we talked about that earlier. You know like, what? Too you know how hard Ori. it was to get a Hamilton ticket? Yeah. Or you got me, you know, or two shameless or you got me right there. Cause I, mm-hmm. I researched that. So I love Philip Porter. He was at my 38th birthday. Had a great time with him. Um, and it's one of those things where you remember, Micah, you were there. He was at the birthday party. I was, I was I, at, Yes, you were. You were at the party at, uh, um, not, uh, it was on. You weren't there when Billy Porter was dating. Um, what's his but, name? I don't want to say on the air right now. I know. Yeah. I, I think I missed that. I don't think I saw him. Oh, uh, well, sorry, girl. He was great. He was there the whole night, girl. We kicked it. And Kiki. Um, but these men have really done a great job, really holding down the fort. 
and Norm, Norm and Brian do a lot of work that is very, they're, they're more period actors, especially Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, you might know Brian Stokes Mitchell as Diana Ross's husband in uh, Double Platinum with Brandy. Um. <laughs> Which is not on Netflix, by the way. Well, yeah, well, you kids don't know that. So, yeah, no, it is on Netflix. I think oh, we're coming okay. up to the um the second hour, aren't we? So, um, is every black thing yeah. streaming now? Every black thing ever made is it out now streaming? Oh, girl, this on the when they, when they stream double platinum, I knew they, they were just like fuck it because that movie is hot trash. But you know well, what? It has Diana Ross in it. Well, I'm still waiting for Jackie's back to be streaming. I don't think that's available. Oh no, I don't think everybody's ready for that. We, you should tweet. No. Um, yes, tweet about. It's a good idea. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're about to start our second hour here. Um, I'm on personal mind pre-recorded on Radio Free Brooklyn, so please stay with us. It's gonna be a good time. Get ready for the messy hour. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Yeah, look at mer- God. Getting merch. <laughs> I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something. Honey. Mm-hmm. He's not the gonna corner. let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh, do need to calm down. They're doing the most. I'm All right. Do what, I want. what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, nah, this is my good Judy. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, so it is the messy hour. As you know, we started a new tradition. Uh, if we're not completely tore up, somebody has to tell a messy story. Uh, does anyone want to volunteer today to tell a messy story? Or, you know, shall we continue the caramel legacy of messy stories because I have t- way too many? No one? You, you, you got quiet. All these people got quiet. Crickets. <laughs> you know what? I will tell another messy story because since one of my sisters worked in education, one works in popular culture, and one actually has a job on TV, China 782 on Spectrum. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I was actually told this Wednesday when I went to see my dear sister to have lunch, because uh, this is our quarantine tradition, that I should tell this story. So not too long ago, right before quarantine, probably January, uh, early February, um, I had decided to meet this fella. And I'm not going to say who my sister was, but we were at a bar next to me in the neighborhood. And we got a little drunk and decided to get some nose candy. So, yeah, I put it out there, girl. No, let's be real. So we had gotten the nose candy, and I got my own nose candy. And it was good nose candy. Okay, I saw it. This shit's good. So we came to the house. We did a nose candy in my bed out of a paper towel. <laughs> We felt good. I went to sleep and everything. So I woke up 
And I had shit myself. I said, my goodness, I had never shit myself in bed before. Whatever. So, you know, I went to the bathroom, took care of the business, did all of that, went back to sleep, woke up, had shit myself again. I said, bitch, am I leaking? I said, all right. Clean my other pants, girl. So then I finally took some paper towels and kept putting paper towels on my panties. And I slept twice and I had shit myself twice in the middle of the night. I said, this was late. So now I had a date the following night. So, you know, I had stayed home, drank a lot of water. I was going on my date. So I put on my pants, went on my date. I walked to the bar to meet my date. Right before I got in there, I had shit on myself again. So I had to go inside. I said, my dad, I said I'm going to be right back. I had to go in. That's how I got to use the bathroom pee. I had to go and change my tampon, my diapers, because I had shit in my Girl, watch put all the time to think my coochie, girl. Before I come out there, and girl, the sad part is, girl, I put so much shit. He's like, "Oh my god, you smell so nice." And I know that I have shit the hell out myself before. So therefore, yes, I went. I had some shitty kitty when I went to stay, girl. So that is, we continuing the shit saga because remember, I shit in the trade's bed. Mike shit in the ocean. Duran put black mold in his coochie, and now I shit myself. So we have the shitty side. We're gonna call it the shitty saga, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that is the. Uh, okay, next week. Somebody Let me else adjust the, the, the uh, You can't see me clutching my pearls. No, I told, I, my, I told Michael this on once. He said, girl, you should tell that. You know, we all have experiences in life sometimes when our bodies just do not cooperate. With our Honey, my body was not a wonderland. John Mayer lied. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a waterfall, right, girl? Girl, mm. honey, and I wasn't chasing it either, bitch. Right. Yeah, so I didn't want to, yeah. like, tell that story, but I know nobody else, but next is somebody else going to have to. So, yeah, we're going to play one more song, and then we're going to talk about the blacks and the gays, honey. Yeah. Uh, to get, yeah, honey, we got to cover this. So I picked this song because this week, like they say, Hamilton went on to um, Disney Plus, which is one of the best shows up there with representation. Uh, and later, if we have time, we'll discuss something else about that that Sam brought up, but we're just going to start. It's the best show about representation. And this is a very, very fabulous song. So you guys are going to listen to Set this by is it Renee Goldsberry? Is that her last name? I don't want to get it wrong. I believe it's right. Yeah, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, but so this is her solo at the wedding, and uh, it's called Satisfied, and it's pretty much a I know a conflicted emotion. So you're listening to Question of Mind pre-recorded on Radio Free Brooklyn. All right, all right, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, everyone, give it up. For the maid of honor, Angelica Skylar. A toast to the groom. To the groom. To the groom. To the groom. To the bride. To the bride. To the bride. To your sister. Angelica. Angelica. It's always by your side. To your union. To your revolution. And the hope that you provide.
as a woman who has never been satisfied. I'm sure I don't know what you mean, you forget yourself. You're like me, I'm never satisfied. Is that right? I've never been satisfied. My name is Angelica Schuyler. Alexander Hamilton. Where's your family from? Unimportant, there's a million things I haven't done. Just you wait, just you wait. So, so, so. so this is what it feels like to match wit with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and a kite. You see it, right? The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a three minutes, a bit of a dance, a bit of a posture. It's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'ma give it a chance. I asked about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. He's penniless. He's flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Beach fuzz, and he can't even grow it. I wanna take him far away from this place. Then I turn and see my sister's face, and she is. to change your life and by all means lead the way number one i'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich my father has no son so i'm the one who has to social climb for what so i'm the oldest and the wittiest and the gossip in new york city is insidious and alexander is penniless <laughs> that doesn't mean i want a many less elizabeth schuyler it's a pleasure to meet you schuyler my sister number two he's after me because i'm a schuyler Thank you for all your service. If it takes fighting a war for us to meet, it will have been worth it. I'll leave you to it. Number three. I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. If I tell her that I love him, she'd be silently resigned. He'd be mine. She would say I'm fine. She'd be lying. But when I fantasize at night, it's Alexander's eyes. As I romanticize what might have been if I hadn't sized him up so quickly. At least, my dear Eliza's his wife. At least I keep his eyes in my life. Yes, that's good. Hear me out. I was thinking about it. I said, ooh. See, you have to know who you are and what your limits are and what you can do. So this is the part 
in Hollywood that Beyonce and or Nicki Minaj should be gunning for. Mm-hmm. Mm. You have to know what you can do, what your yeah. limits are. Mm-hmm. This will be great. Nicki Minaj, well, she, friend, can't sing. she can't hold a tune, right? She can sing. She, yeah. she can, she, she is okay, but the rap section would. Yeah, yeah. That, I, like I, I do hear Nicki. I was thinking that too. It's literally they were how fast. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. but I could hear the uh, uh, the beauty and the the nuance of the voice. Mm-hmm. I can hear Beyonce in. So, like, literally, I'm like, either one of them going for this part would be. Country. You just have to know, you know, know what your what your skills are. But okay. your that was satisfied from Hamilton, which is pretty much um, the biggest musical uh, running right now, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic, and you should definitely people who get a chance to see it um, support uh, culture where we are produced. Now. We, we, this musical was literally made for people who did not have a, a way in to musicals. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. this would have never happened with Violin Men and Well seeing the vision of that. So that's good yeah. to me. So but let's talk about the oh. black girl. Oh one second. Um before Go ahead. yes, of course. On, I know um Sam but I have a really good point over a break about um about Hamilton. I would love for you just like to share that. Um that. Yes. Well, I was saying earlier that I was thinking about how great it is that Hamilton exists and that this cast, you know, is able to play these roles because, you know, there's there's so many other roles for people like them. But I was thinking that the story of Hamilton they're trying to tell about this underdog is coming up that could easily have been told um, about a, like, Black figure in history. They are actually, like, were Black revolutionary figures in history that would make um, a great um, like plot for a play. But I know that he got the idea from reading a biography of Alexander Hamilton but for example, and I read this in an article, somebody gave this example and I agree because I've actually read that book. Um, somebody said that um, The Black Jacobins, which is a book about the Haitian Revolution, right? Would have been a great plot for a play and it has very similar themes to, um, to Hamilton. So I just thought that, you know, he missed an opportunity there um, in choosing not to tell the same type of story, but using, um, you know, people who are former slaves instead of slave owners. Yeah. I agree with that, but uh, let me just throw this in the ring because also, in order to tell the stories, you have to tell the flaws of the people. And I think sometimes with our people, no shade, we don't want to see the flaws. Right. In like, you know, because that's the thing about theater. So if he's going to tell a black story about that, someone who's like that, he's going to have to show every aspect of that person that might not be nice and then as you know there will be a problem like how dare you show this you did not show him in a positive light and a lot of time with musical theater people people will actually like the art form of Lin-Manuel well you go for the purity of the art before you go for what it is and I think that he he really could have easily made Hamilton a bunch of white people but but the white character he really really used and he and his song is like so Elton John driven. It's so perfect. King George's song to me is just like, wow, this is the epitome of like, you know, nonsense. So yeah. I think that the other musical should exist, but we as a people have to be willing to accept everything that comes with it. I don't agree with that because I think like even Alexander Hamilton was pretty positive, right? Like, you know, he was pretty like, 
in my mind, like I call it yeah. side, where they like glaze over, like, even like the whole thing with Angelica, like they just made it, you know, they didn't really, you don't get the sense that it's just like, no. like that was what he did, right? And then like, you know, you didn't get that sense from the play, you know, but that was like right. thing no. about him. No, I, I agree. What I'm saying is just in general, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, please. Um, that if they would have pointed anything negative out on one of these characters that were black, it would have been an issue. Like, not even negative per se. It could have been like, he had these two wives over here and had these kids. I don't, I don't, I don't think, have, I don't think that would matter. I don't know. that would matter. I don't think that would matter. I mean, like, you don't think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I think Ray Charles was portrayed as like a holistic, you know, person and people accept that. So just for an right. example. Totally. I mean, like in, in all the represent like all the recent representations of Martin Luther King Jr., like they, mm-hmm. they do reference a flandering, right? And it's like yeah. that's that was part of his character. That's who he was. And it's not taken as like, oh, you shouldn't show that. Like that's who he was. And I don't think anyone has an issue with that. Yeah, because I mean, in the in yeah. the movie it also like kind of helps and like like form like what uh Coretta's gonna do next, you know? Like Yeah. Oh, yes my question. If it wasn't reference. If it was, is that different? And what I mean by that is the fact that Martin Luther King, he really was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. If well, that was not reference, if that was just was part of what it was, someone didn't just say it, you know, would that still be an issue? You see what I mean? Sorry, Sam, go ahead. You can give the same treatment to like a black story like Ronald King or any of the Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you did to Hamilton. You could have given the mistress a cute song and made it seem very whimsical and like it was right. just a little thing, like a little fling, like an oops, I, we missed each other moment and not like an actual affair that was happening. <laughs> right, right. Right. Exactly. You know what's a, exactly. You know what? We would never know until, and that, this, that's one, when I play the stuff from the life, the life is 99 cents of black, uh, 99% of black musical. It's literally about mm-hmm. pimps and holes and the right. most of black pimps and hoes right and it has it has a very humane thing about it it's literally yeah. watching a villain and a hero and women so you don't even think of them as being, well, you know people well, of color I so think i think too, we need more of that to be normalized yeah. go ahead totally i mean i think it's i i, I we're like you know you know i think we've seen this movement from like film and television like there is a strong desire to have like diverse stories that are full like or people are like fully fledged and they have flaws and vulnerabilities on this yeah. stuff like we want dimensional characters yeah we want three dimensional exactly we want to see that and like i mean you know we, i watch i mean scandal is one of the top rated tv shows and like yeah it's all about a black woman who's like fucking Have a married enough. man yeah. Yeah. Right? who <laughs> like happens to be the president exactly right yeah so and I, I i can literally honestly tell you that um for a person who's uh, more of a stage actor than uh, TV and stuff, because later I've been on TV once. But um, it's interesting because a lot of times the things that the problem people have with theater now, going to theater, it upsets me more because I'm like, you're, you're taking jobs away from actors of color, you know, because what's happening more a lot in theater is people want to see the specific people who look like those people on the stage doing that. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes. I think that should be a thing, but that starts to take away from a lot of other actors. And I always use this example, like back in 79, there was Othello perform with James McCracken, who is Canadian, and Shirley Barrett, who is um, Black from the South. 
James McCracken played a black man and Shirley Ferrer played a blonde haired white woman. And it was just about them singing the house down and portraying the characters. Right. Now we don't live in that world, but it's become like, I think it's become so much about this person must look like this. And actually I'm gonna bring this topic forward since, and I was Sam said this, with Halle Berry dropping off of um, being a trans man in the movie. So I, I have my thoughts on that, but I want other people to give their thoughts first. You know, what do you guys think about that? She was supposed to play a trans man in a movie. I think it, I think it was a, um, she, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm done. I'll, I'll okay. get my opinion last. Okay. I think uh, it was a, a teachable moment and I, I really do like Holly Berry's response to deciding to drop out and like, you know, that serving as a teachable moment for her. Uh, about you know trans actors and the lack of not only representation but the lack of roles that the, the few roles that are trans actually being given to trans actors like that being a thing so yeah I, I do like the the her response to it and I think it's just like a, a moment in like helping carry along that conversation in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, yeah, I think it's great that like we're having, we're having those moments because like. I think it was also obviously just opposed with um, Eddie Redmayne's role, um, but he like the, the theory Danish, of no, that's not yeah. the theory. The Danish girl, the Danish girl, right? Where he played a, a trans woman, um, and just like how that was, uh, you know, it's like it's like how far we've moved, and just like yeah. like really recognizing like, that we that has to happen. We need like yeah. we need to tell authentic stories. Yeah, Jared Leto, uh, Hillary Swank, and Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they, these are all the all the three point. of these roles are Oscar winning. Yeah, well, yeah. two of these roles are the Oscar point winning. Where people are going to push back when those roles aren't represented accurately, which I think was the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even five years ago. Um, where you know especially with with trans representation there was it was just okay for a cis person to assume these roles and often safer as you know it was for every marginalized person in hollywood so i disagree as an arts person hear me out this affects me more than it uplifts me because what happens is a lot of the time when you're an actor, you want to be an actor. As an actor or a performer, I'm not thinking about doing a black part. You guys know how I feel about black parts. I don't play black parts because I did not study and spend $65,000 to just play a black part in college. What mm-hmm. happens is that's fine. My thing is more of telling the story and telling the story accurately and making sure you bring the people on to do it. Because what happens is They'll be like, no, Sadie, you can't play this part because you're not this on stage or whatever. What happens is I get stuck in Park and Best and playing black gay men for the rest of my life because of that. That's the catch-22 of this So, as an I actor. Think, it's I pretty think, much what happens. Right. But I it's, think there's a difference between stage and film. And I think because there's a difference. There is a difference between film, yeah. Um, I don't think that, like, there's, you have to suspend your disbelief when you go to see something on stage, like that has to happen. Like you, you can, you yeah. have to imagine you're seeing things on the set, on the set that aren't there. Um, exactly. Which includes like, you know, if someone is like, you know, maybe not like the ethnicity you imagine. Like I remember, I went to go see Chicago a few years ago and I love the fact that like, Velma, right? That, that she was black instead of being played by a white woman. And I thought it was like, it, it added nuance to the show that actually have her being, being played as a black woman. Yeah, right. Um, 
but like but for a film like for a tv like that person has to look like that what they should be i mean like you can't be I get having it. yeah I and get like it. i guess it, it's getting into that character also like making it a character of, of of this of this you know identity or so yeah, yeah instead of experiences yeah let's so. do film but that gets to the point where a trans man cannot play a straight man to a woman that's the catch 22 of shit like that it's like because they're actors their craft is acting they're i don't think yeah. i don't think no, people um are against right it being the uh, you know like the other way around like we have seen trans actors play just you know or not like necessarily the characters are not necessarily identify as trans so we don't not, yeah. we don't know for sure if they were trans the character was trans or not but we have seen that I could see it's getting to a point just, where that doesn't necessarily play a part, but when we're in a scenario where we still hack representation, exactly, it seems like no, there should be a that. focused and intentional effort because of the voices and the knowledge I, that we have now I, I, I to get provide that. that representation. I think that the people after me are going to have that, but look at it from my perspective, the people yeah. that are in the midst of it, we get fucked. Right. Well, I think There's also no trade. We... Yeah, well, just like for the cause, I mean, we get but that's, that's the same, that the, the problem with that, the, the, the cause of mm -hmm. that, the blame for that is still the system, just like it is the fact that we're arguing Absolutely. over why trans people should play trans roles. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying. I'm just saying that understand that there are black actors and actors of different kinds but here's of the thing it shouldn't take roles away from uh, anybody if there was just enough roles out there you know again right. general like right but that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the excuse that shouldn't be the excuse but the it's, the solution to, to that should just be having a more like diverse pool of roles for you know yeah everybody well, have no, no, have there's, no. there's a there's there's enough no. actors out there for everybody to be represented consistently. No, no, no. like, like, there's enough. We can no longer say like I just, I just mm. aside right. I just got a new yeah. TV and it streams you all kinds of content. Like I got content. Exactly. They be playing stuff about classic cars yeah. from yeah, Germany yeah. dubbed right. over into English. Like I watched a show from like the '90s about lasagna. Right. Like Ooh, right. we got time and we got content. We got space. Yeah. So, like, I, I, instead of regurgitating the same, let's create new. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I'm just saying that someone who is in the midst of that, and this is not taken away from opinions, since you guys are not artists in that vein, it really does. I've seen my sisters not get a certain role because they were black, because they were like, well, you know, we're only classing black Aidas. We're not casting Aidas that are other colors. So therefore you can play this. I know you sing this part very well, but since we're not allowed to cast these people, not, it's happening. It's a thing. No, and I, I, yeah. I, and I, and I that's just where I'm coming from. negating that. You know, so right, that's, right. Where, that's why my, de my, de my defensive, uh, defensive in an ideal role, in an ideal role, and like it all like, no, no matter the platform, there will be um, roles where anybody can play that particular role, right? And then there will be the roles that have and hold a cultural significance. So therefore, you that can't change the race of that or the, the, the gender or whatever of that particular character. Exactly. So when it yeah. holds that type of cultural significance, it's different from like a role where literally anybody can play um, this lawyer character. You know, like it doesn't matter like their, their yeah. race or blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like if I, if, 
if I'm going to go see Schindler's List, I don't want to see a bunch of black people. <laughs> like, it's not about black but that's people. A, but that's the thing. You should be able to see a bunch of black no, people. No, no, no. And, uh, and, the show is no. about... You think the, black the, people were in Germany and Poland and Russia? No, no, I'm just saying they were there. What I'm saying is... Holocaust? Look, hear me out. As an artist... If, uh, let, I know, uh, let's just say I'm um, just talk stage right now for a second. If well, you go see that, yeah, you should be able to see. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, this is someone. You're right. You guys are all absolutely right, and I'm not wrong because it, they both can exist. The right. thing is, when you see frustrated black artists pushing back against this, it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't agree with you. But it just think- has to do with the fact that they they are honestly. Right. Totally. When they, when, when but why can't that be two separate okay. things, though, at the same time? Because it's not, not right now. Exclusive. Because it's not. It's not Mr. Smith, but it's, it's not. And the fact of the matter, like I said, the fact of the matter, the one of the greatest statements I ever heard in my life was in an uh, opera documentary called Aida Brothers and Sisters, where Shirley Verrett says, I wish we could go back to the way things were. And this bitch was famous in the 60s because in the 60s and 70s, the black actors got to play whatever, French, mm-hmm. Italian, Asian, and they got to do all of, everybody did all of that. Uh, that might just right. different on the stage. But then it got to a point where people just said, I want to see this. And it's just like, they're starting to lose jobs, right. you know, mm-hmm. even though the art form called. So that's where my pushback is coming from. It's more the fact like, damn. Right. But also, again, I just want to say that there is a difference, a significant difference between stage and film. <laughs> like, yeah. I, should, like, I, should, I should say this. It's happening on stage. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, happening but, on stage now. Yeah. It's right. really happening on stage where people are literally saying, oh, well, you have to be black to play this. You have to right. be black but to play will, flash in, in this. You, it's just like, but why? I guess, I guess, I don't know. I guess look where we are in America right now. Exactly. Exactly. So no one, let, let me put it right here. No one, uh, people, no one here is incorrect about what's happening. It is all it's necessary. It's a conversation. It's just, it's just different side of prison. It's fucking happening. You know, mm-hmm. I have, uh, um, I, there was a guy, Simon S.T.C. wanted to sing the Flying Dutchman and like, once you sing Aida, but he said, well, my Aida's white. They're like, oh, she's okay. He's like, but why can't I sing a German man? You got a white bitch singing a white, a black bitch. They're like, well, because that can't be. It's just like, what the fuck? You know? So, well, anyway, we're about to go into the second music break as Duran already pulled out the thing. So, funny enough, I wanted to pick, uh, I picked three songs by three powerful women in musical theater, modern musical theater, I should say. Uh, the queen of musical theater, the black queen and the queen of musical theater, both places, Miss Audrey McDonald, uh, doing the glamorous life, which is actually about a, a young girl who's watching her mom struggle to make it as a performer. But, the, but she thinks her mother is the best thing since sliced bread. That's what's great about this song. Uh, second one is Heather Headley singing Memory, and I picked this specifically. What we're talking about Heather Headley is singing a role that predominantly goes to uh, white women, but she sounds the best in it, and she would be the greatest. You know, so she could sing a cat, but sometimes the, the black woman can be a cat. And then the life with uh, um, Lilius White singing about a prostitute, talking about the fact that she has had a lot of men, and this is, you know, all the all that is to her. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind, pre-recorded on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back to continue the discussion. Ordinary mothers lead ordinary lives. Keep 
the house and sweep the parlor, mend the clothes and tend the children. Ordinary mothers, like ordinary wives, make the beds and bake the pies and wither on the vine. Not mine. Dying by inches every night. What a glamorous life Pulled on by winches to recite What a glamorous life Ordinary mothers never get the flowers And ordinary mothers never know the joys Ordinary mothers couldn't cough for hours Maintaining their poise Sandwiches only But she eats what she wants when she wants Sometimes it's lonely But she meets Many handsome galons Ordinary mothers Don't live out of cases And ordinary mothers Don't go different places Which ordinary mothers can't do Being mothers all day Minds away in a play And she's realer than If her brooch is only glass and her costumes unravel, what if her coach is second class? She at least gets to travel. And sometime this summer, meaning soon, she'll come traveling to me. Sometime this summer, maybe June, I'm the new place you'll see. Daughters may think life is better with ordinary mothers near them when they choose, but ordinary daughters seldom get a letter in closing reviews. Gay and resilient with applause, what a glamorous life! Speeches are brilliant if they're shores, what a glamorous life! Ordinary mothers needn't meet committees, but ordinary mothers don't get. Keys to cities, no ordinary mothers merely see their children all year, which is lovely, I hear, but it does interfere with the glamorous. I am the princess guarded by dragons, snorting and grumbling and rumbling in wagons. She's in her kingdom wearing disguises. Living a life that is full of surprises And sometime this summer She'll come galloping over the green Sometime this summer To my rescue, my mother the queen Ordinary mothers thrive on being private And ordinary mothers somehow can survive it But ordinary mothers never know they're just standing still with the kettles to fill While they're missing the thrill Of the glamorous
Will you please welcome the current star of the West End musical, The Bodyguard. Here is the brilliant Heather Headley.
machine My head hurts My feet hurts And everything in between I'm getting too old for the oldest profession Times a week, 50 weeks a year, cause I always visit mama at Christmas time. So that's 30 times 50, multiplied by 10. Holy shit, let me do that again. After 10 years in the trade, I've really made it great. It says here I've been laid by over 15,000. I'm tired up to win those dead 
Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Hmm. All right, guys. Did you guys like the the ladies, the uh, modern black ladies of Broadway? Yes. That was really good. Uh, really nice. Yeah. Uh, Lilia's wife. So the show, The Life, I saw twice in one day in 1997. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> Micah, oh, I said I saw right. twice in one day in 1997. Wait, what, what was that? The Life. Um, oh, you know, Eddie was talking Coleman. about how he wishes he could have seen that, but, you know. Oh, girl, I saw it twice in one day. I saw the matinee. It was on the men's league club trip to New York City. And I, my first time in New York City was stayed in Times Square. I saw the matinee. The first Broadway show I ever saw actually was Miss Saigon, because me and Miss Becky have a thing for Miss Saigon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw the life. I, I was like, oh my God, this show's amazing. So I saw it twice in one day with Lilia White, the original cast. They do saw the um, life. Full twice black in cast. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Great show. Ran for Bob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there oh, is so a special place in my heart for Audrey McDonald because she's a part of the Shondaland universe. She did private practice. Private practice, yep. Um, and like, I just love her. My special place in my heart is just because she's Audrey McDonald. Yeah, well, she's done so much for visibility of Black women in the performing arts, in the, you know, to, to, to you know, not the rappers, as you say. Um, you know, she's made little Black girls have somebody to look up to, and, and so, so many people mm-hmm. like her. Um, Picking yeah. back on our last conversation, funny you should say that. Audrey McDonald made her glory on playing parts that were made for white people. Yeah. Picking back on that. And she actually has won Tony's for playing black parts because she wanted to play those parts. Mm-hmm. But she won her Tony. Her, Tony, her first Tony was playing um, uh, the girl who sings Mr. Snow in uh, Carousel, which is a white country girl. She played, uh, she won a Tony for playing uh, Sally in Masterclass. So all just one of those people, for lack of a better phrase, she won three out of her six Tony's for playing parts that were white. Yeah. And well, she was, she that was good. somebody that they could see casting in those roles because yeah, she had the voice woman. and she had the command, and so and but she, like they had the look, right? Dark skin woman, dark a dark skin woman that was had curly hair, but she had the look. But Audra was, for lack of a better term, I don't know if this is a thing, but it might be a thing. She was bankable. She was a, she was yeah. a palatable, a dark skin black woman. She was bankable. Like let's yeah, be bankable. Clear. Thank you. It was bankable, mm-hmm. and there's I I don't I don't say that to be a snide or a snipe uh, or no, no, a dab or anything. is true because it takes I've so much twice. for a black woman in that world to be bankable. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's such a high threshold. Um, yeah. So, it, she, but still, it, it is yeah. you know it, it sucks because it's like she didn't have the luxury of even showing one ounce of mediocrity. Right. No. No. But let me put this to you this way. This is why she's the queen. She's the only woman in musical theater history to win a Tony for Best Actress in the Play, Best Supporting Actress in the Play, Best Actress in the Musical, and Best Supporting Actress in the Musical. And she has won won every Tony available for a woman in musical theater. 
Well, and she wonder, and this the gag is each of those three out of the six, three belong to the white parts and three belong to the black parts. Mm-hmm. So basically, she is literally just like she should be the most like books ever. Like that's saying she can do everything. Yes, but uh, again, she's not the most booked ever, but she should be. You know, you see how that it, it really goes that way. Exactly. But, and of course, we have half a headlay, and I told you, Lilius White. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Lilius White is, Duran and uh, Michael, you love both love Lilius White, but you don't know you love her, but you both love her. Why? Why? She is the lead in Hercules uh, on the uh, the Disney show. Oh. She sings all, all the Hercules songs. That's my her. soul. Hercules on the roll. Oh, that's, I love that. She's that's Lil, that's Lilius White. She sings all of that. So she's 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 head of all of that. Everything. Yeah. So literally, like the, the black women have been leading a lot of the stuff in musical theater, and three of them before we jump off the top to go to the gays real quickly. Um, Audra does the most classical musical theater. Heather does contemporary, and and Lilius does the most soulful musical theater. So. I want to play that just to make sure that we're, um, you know, we're covering all our grounds here. Yeah. And there's a lot more people out here uh, doing the thing. So please, please support your Black musical theater actors because it's really, really hard for them to get a role because they actually, funny enough, they have to be really, really like classical sounding or they have to be really quote unquote black sounding. The girls in the middle that can do it all, it's hard for them to get a job. And they throw them right into the chorus. Right, they throw them right in the chorus. <laughs> so, yeah. just, you get the chorus. Uh-huh. You get the yeah. chorus. <laughs> yeah, Everybody yeah. Everybody gets the chorus. Yeah, so please, please make sure you support them. So let's talk about the gays. Posey, can you lead this section? Um, the girls. Well, what, what section exactly? Like, oh, oh the, that the, the, Yes, that, that one. one. Yes, okay. yes. So, um... Well, I'll keep it really short. So this past weekend, on July 4th weekend, um, there was a gay man who went to Fire Island while after testing positive for COVID. Um, Corey Hannon, I'm going to say his name. Um, he went to Fire Island. It was posted did on the social test media. Positive? So, so just to be fair, did he test positive or was he presumptive positive? Oh, you he know said what? he was positive. He said it was positive. He okay. said he was positive, but I think he, he was said it was positive. He, he was he presumptive positive. I think you're right. I think he was presumptive positive. Yeah. Um, he had the but he said he was positive for COVID. He, he actually right. said that. But it's an important distinction, to be clear. But continue. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's a good, that's a good distinction. Um, but he, you know, he's posting on, he was posting on his social that he was sick, but he's had to go anyway. And then while he was on Fire Island on the beach, um, he was also posting about how the COVID came back. Um, and and it, 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 it the response was so strong that he got banned from Fire Island by the yeah. um, by the guy that owns the pavilion. He got banned from the pines. Yep, he got banned from the pines. <laughs> well, <laughs> what is that one? Oh, Ori, you know, so much. Ori, Ori, if you can, you can't. If you can't, you can't. Just let me do Ron and Micah together. I decline. But I'm gonna through through mental vibes. I'm gonna send you. What yes. I would say. Yes, yes, girl. Right I understand. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My thing about that, so I spoke to my boss who owns three houses on Fire Island, and he was like, baby, I was walking, and I saw the girls, and I turned around. 
And my boss will have the most wonderful parties. I've been to several of his birthday parties to the opening party. I'm not going to say his name on here because I just don't want anything. But it's he. It's great. And also the other king of um, black, not black gay, of gay uh, um, nightlife works in my office. And they're both for like girl. So if those two people who I know run that fucking island are like girl, they right. were doing too much. Mm-hmm. I can't. But, you know, when you are white and you're gay sometimes and you have what people might consider a body, you think that you can do anything, honey. You think we could be heroes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but beyond the obvious, obvious, obvious messages and ironies and situations. Mm, be careful, Ori. Hey. It's You've just, been drinking, girl. No. Be careful. What I'm no, what I'm gonna say is that there has been such a public outcry when people violate the social contract rules regard to COVID. Um, yeah. because you know, it's just really this week that things like masks has become hard mandates. Um, social yeah. distancing has always been a hard mandate, but people have been sneaking. Um, but things have been coming becoming more relaxed. Um, you know, big, large mass gatherings are still banned, but what happens if you have a, a private party? How can you police that? So I, I think that, like, people know that, like, things like this are public, and, like, unfortunately, when things like this are public, there's going to come all of the public judgment around it. That's, that's all I Right. But who do you have to be to know? My thing is this. I'm important, but I'm not that important. And no bitch in here is that important. But these girls <laughs> really think they are that. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. No, no, you're kidding. I know. I know. You know what's girl? This person? Was this person this in like person... her 20s? It don't matter. I think, matter. I think like late 20s, early 30s. He was, he, he was definitely like in. Yeah, he's oh. in She thought she was like, important. If you're in like your 20s, like if you're like early 20s, you'd be like, yeah, I totally get it. I'm going to go party. But mid 30s, like. But Ori, she thought what? she was Netflix. important. She thought she was important enough to go with COVID to Fire Island because she was tired of being in her house when to C. lay down. C. C. You got Grubhub. One second. Sidhu, um, basically, first of all, this person's 27 years old, which is not that big of a difference. But no. They confirmed that they got tested for COVID on the 30th. They were in Fire Island on July 4th, but as of that date, they had not received a test. No results? Yeah, uh-huh. to know that they were positive, but it was 12 days after showing symptoms that they were in Fire Island. Wow. Uh, They should have been quarantining for at least the 14. Well, yeah, if you test, you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not going to say it, and I know Ori can't say it, and I know Duran can't say it, but somebody got to denounce this whiteness, Posey. Would you Excuse like me? to denounce whiteness? <laughs> yeah. I denounce it every day. I denounce whiteness. No, I just, this is beyond. That was messy, like, y'all. That was just messy. Just <laughs> Come on. Like, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Let's heed right. the advice of the, like, medical professionals with the data and stuff. Right. And don't go to circuit parties on the beach or house parties on the beach. Or parties. Right. Party. I would love to go to a party. I'm like worried. I was like, maybe I'll have like three people at my house around the fire. And I'm like, I mean, out about that. I don't know if I can do that. That's I'm worried. I don't know. No, no it's hard. I mean, exactly. Like people need to just be at home. You know, you can 
uh, get your special treats and your candy. Do your candy at your house and shit in your bed. Yes. yes. <laughs> there is, like I said, I got a new TV. It streams all kinds of silly content. There's always something to watch. Right. Or we have a garden. Oh. You know, get out into nature. Exactly. Nature. Yes. Like, but well, party. also, they're just late. They're, they're late. What you don't do? They are a little tired. You can only dance. I mean, I, I guess I'm getting to that age, girl. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Stop. <laughs> Don't do it, bitch. Don't do it. Let me stop. <laughs> I'm sounding like that girl on the side. You know those girls that be up at X top on the top floor right. on the side along the bed just drinking that cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's me. I'm her. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today. This is a great conference. We're going to continue this conference probably another time. This is a great, 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 great show. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, and if you want to reach us, make sure, you know, our social media, subscribe to us. Um, you can send us an email via the website. Thank you so much for listening to Chris and the Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Say bye, girls. Bye. 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 bye.